Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and I feel like I'm in rotisserie league purgatory right now. <laughs> and I am the Champ, and I miss the old-time baseball ballots. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with you. Do yeah. you remember that? Either yeah. going to a game or yeah. to a store that had the little um, stands and that you could actually punch a ballot and have hanging chads before there were such things as hanging chads. Wasn't that awesome? It was awesome. And, um, yeah, or you'd go to a game like this time of year, definitely, and, and even in early May, you would start the, – the ushers would start handing them out. And it yeah. was so cool. I totally yeah. agree with you. I, I, one of the kids, the little league team that I coached, brought it up, and he, and he said he voted online. I'm like, come yeah. on, man! Like, you can't be like, we got to do something not online. <laughs> so let let me ask you something. I was just gonna segue to that. Have you ever voted for the All Star team online? No. No. Never. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess I should. Uh, I, re- I mean, that. I mean, it's not like I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm ninety. You know, I guess I should. I don't know. Well, that's that, that, that's okay. Um, I actually, um, when, when when I was growing up, I remember. You know, this is how old we we really are. Is that the National League used to win all the time? But I remember one of the things I used to do was obviously vote for all the National League All Stars, and then for the American League, I try and sandbag their team, um, and and you know just pick players, the most obscure players, and vote for them. <laughs> Maybe that was it. Maybe that's why the National League won it like 13 out of 15 times when we were a kid. I think all of my uh, five or ten ballots, yeah, I'm sure that made a difference. So, yeah. Hey, what about, this, uh, what about this, uh, this team that you have in purgatory here? That's what I'm at. I'm in purgatory. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna so tell me about last. it. I'm not going to finish last. And okay. I'm, I'm not – obviously, I'm, not, I'm nowhere near finishing the top three. My goal is to get to four, but – I take one step forward, two steps back. Two steps forward, one step back. I'm, I'm in perfect. I can't do anything. Yeah. I, I got I, I got a guy coming off the DL. Joey Votto goes nuts, and I, I'm I'm missing three other guys. Like, oh. you know, it's weird. Well, yeah. Well, well, from an injury standpoint, it's it's really hard to manage this year with 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 all of the injuries. Um, as we'll be talking about as we get into rosters and fab moves, that type of thing, I'm starting to get all of my offensive players back. Now I have seven pitchers on the I.L., and I can't cover it all. Yeah, and, and I, I got Hector Neris that blows two saves in a week. I mean, what yeah, was that, that's like, in what the notes. It? We're going to talk about that. I mean, last night was a joke. He came in with a three-run lead and blew that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I had four blown saves this week. <laughs> well, let's let's put a pin in that one because I think we want to talk about that because everybody's having a good laugh at your expense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah. Let's talk about that. Uh, yeah. So that that's what I feel like. <laughs> but I mean, today I felt like giving up, but I won't. I'll keep I'll keep digging. I'll keep digging my way out and see if I can get lucky. Are you like? Are you like me? Um, there, there have been a couple of nights my team has just been pathetic, and uh, I told my wife I quit. I'm, I'm not playing this. This is this is stupid. I'm <laughs> not do doing it. it anymore. Yeah. And then, the, and the next morning I'm down there. Okay, what can I do for Fab this week? That type of thing. And then, yeah. you know, so I, I, I quit probably fifty nights out of the year. And then the next morning I'm playing again. Yeah. The uh, 
the night you texted me about Carlos Martinez getting blown up, I didn't look at my, <laughs> I didn't I didn't open up the website for thirty six hours. So so do you want to tell the listeners the the, the text? Well, let, let me lead up to this, then you can tell them what what you texted me um, about a week ago, two weeks ago, um, Monday when he um, pitched against the Dodgers, gave up ten Ernie's in two thirds of an inning. And I texted you and Bill and said to you, hey, your boy Martinez is pitching a gem. And then I let it sit for a second, and I said, ha, ha, ha. Um, but then when he was going to pitch this week, you texted me. What did you say? I said, it's my anniversary this evening. Please do not text me anything about Carlos Martinez. I want to have a nice <laughs> night. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was, that was really good. Um, here's what you'll love. You, this is a double dipper. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. Um, not only um, is Alex Rodriguez on Sunday Night Baseball, but guess who's starting tonight's game? Uh, Cubs Cardinals. Who? Carlos Martinez. Oh, Car- yeah, Martinez. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so, so have fun with that, Raj. Yeah, I know. That's why I had to overpay for a pitcher. <laughs> I'm just not sure. Like I'm losing my patience with the guy. I know the Cardinals are. So, yeah, um, yeah. anyway. Um, okay, so we're going to cover some baseball news. We're going to cover a lot about the CBS uh, website today, or a little bit. Uh, we'll go over to standings, and, and there was some fab last night. Um, seven of the ten bought players. Um, so in the baseball news, last week, was it last week we did poor starts or slow starts or bad starts? Yes, right. correct. So this year, we're, this week, we're doing, you know, out of the gate, look good, great, however you want to define the start, but it'd be positive, right? So I, I picked one for every team. Uh, I'm going to start with mine. Uh, I got Zach Wheeler, 4-3, and three, 112 Ks, 229 ERA, and a .9 whip. Um, I talked about him earlier in the year. I thought if, if he could win close, I don't know if he can win the Cy Young because of DeGrom, but he's going to get a lot of votes. And you guys saw him pitch on Thursday. What, what were your thoughts? Man, he he looked he just looked really good. Yeah. Um, actually, so did so did Ian Anderson, who who, who was uh, going against him. But one of the the discussions Bob Kirk and I had was I, I had just kind of off the top of my head said, "Hey, Zach Wheeler, that has to be one of the best, you know, keeping in mind dollars um, free agent pickups for the Phillies." What do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Bob probably correctly correctly said uh, probably Pete Rose. And I'm oh. like, yeah, you, you probably got me on that one. Oh, you, you mean like ever? Ever, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it's probably Pete Rose because they won, I think they won three division titles and two pennants in a World Series yeah. when they added him. It certainly wasn't Lance Parrish. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> So it definitely was not Lance Parrish or um, <laughs> Joe Cowley. Uh, Joe Cowley, nice. Remember him? Yeah, Wheeler's off to a nice start. He's yeah. just, I mean, he's hes always in the zone. He just, he works efficiently. He, yeah. He's gone deep in, in, into games. He's, I, I had him with his breakout year with the Mets, and he, he's just been really a really consistent pitcher. He's the Phillies' best pitcher, right, this year? Oh, yeah, he's by far the best pitcher. I, and I think the difference between Wheeler now and the Wheeler when he was good that year, 18 months with the Mets, is he'll give up runs early once or twice, but he doesn't quit. Like, he stays in the game. He pitches through it. 
And that's okay. You know what I mean? You're just he gave up four runs in the first inning last month and almost won the game because he shut about the next six, seven innings. That's what you like. Yeah. So, so he's kind of like Carlos Martinez. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Um, okay. Uh, the Bulls. I picked Alex Reyes. He's got three wins, sixteen saves, a .9 ERA. He's got one point four WHIP, a little high, but they don't seem to score when they get on. And I think he was bought. He was bought for sixty cents. Um, he was a guy that you tried to re- illegally retain till we shut that down. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> let's 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 slow your roll on that one. Um, you know, if, if I were in contention this year, I, I would want there to be investigation because I I don't know how I wasn't able to retain him. Um, instead, I, I had to uh, pick up Jordan Hicks. Um, but I, yeah, that I, I don't know if I completely understand how I lost out. But it looks like Bob has a somehow he missed out on, on, on a lot of his saves. He 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 only has eleven of the sixteen for Alex Reyes yeah, thus so far. I, I think Reyes he might have had five saves in the first two weeks, and I don't think he had them up. Yeah. So, okay. But I I think it's he's getting off to a great start. I think this is what everyone. I don't know if he was slated to be a reliever when he first came up initially but no yeah but yeah, um the way the cardinals are playing he might get five more the rest of the year we're well, certainly not going to get one tonight write <laughs> <laughs> that down folks yeah uh for the bearcats i i chose joe musgrove uh four wins 89 k's 233 whip er 233 era and a 0.84 whip um threw that no-hitter earlier in the season. Yeah. Uh, so, so think do you think Joe Musgrove listens to us? Because we said this this was this was kind of his year. Moving to San Diego, we kind of called him out. We said, hey, this is his time to prove himself, right? Yeah, we did. We did a, numerous, uh, a number of times saying we're going to see if Joe Musgrove's a good pitcher or not. And Absolutely. So far, he's, and for $2, um, you know, you probably, yeah, for 2 bucks. That, that's, there's some good stats right there. I, I, I thought it was high going in, but it, it's worked out, um, which is probably one of the few things that's worked out for the Bearcats this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then for the dudes, I picked uh, Jesse Winker, who apparently Oof. they ought to do a urinalysis test on this guy because he's like the best player in baseball right now. Oh, my God. Last, last weekend when the Reds had a four-game series against the Cardinals, that guy was just hitting everything and everything hard and everything long. Um, he is one of these classic post-hype sleepers, right? Um, that people have kind of given up on. How much do you know? Do you have it there in front of you? How much um, the dudes paid for Jesse Winker? Dollar eighty. Dollar eighty. Okay, so he. I mean, that was probably fair value back then, and he's gotten his money's worth. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um... So he's he's hitting 339, 48 runs, 17 homers, and 38 RBIs for a guy that plays on a team that has like six outfielders, and that could have went yeah. either way. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was important to get out a good start um, because uh, yeah, um, Bill and I had a discussion about David Bell and his managerial skills. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if Red fans Reds fans really like him. He just does some odd stuff. Uh, so you're, you're right. He probably would. Had Winker gotten off to a slow start with a lot of options, 
yeah. he might not have been seen as playing time. No, I, I, yeah, I don't think he would have. But he got off to a good start. A couple guys got hurt, and here we go. <laughs> the guy's going to win the MVP. Um, yeah. For the Ducks, I literally picked no one. Because <laughs> I don't think even their good players didn't get out to good, like, I don't think any. I don't think you can make an argument that any of his players got off to a good start. Now, I, I made this list on Wednesday. I don't. I don't know if you can make an argument that they got off. Yeah, you know what? He has had the worst luck. We talked about this on Thursday um, when we were at the Phillies game. Um, Ducks have just run into some really, really bad luck. Um, but when we get into the standings, we'll see that they had the second best. Uh, um, week uh, of anybody this week. And I think this is the first time he's been in the top half um, for period standings. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then for the Rebs. So I picked Trevor Bauer uh, at the time uh, Wednesday. Uh, he was, he's six and four, 103 Ks, 241 ERA, 0.89 whip. And that six and four is in 13 starts. So that's 10 decisions and 13 starts, meaning he's staying in the, his games, he's he's staying in, and the yep. Dodgers are in that game. Yeah, um, I did have a side note for Naquin, Tyler Naquin. He's got thirty eight ribs at one hundred seventy eight, one hundred seventy at bats. So a couple weeks from now, Raj, um, I'm going to do a, a little look at best fab pickups um, so far this year, and um, off the top of my head, I got to say that's probably the best. Um, I haven't done any research, but I'll follow up on that. Yeah, yeah. Just off, yeah, off the top of your head, yeah, 38 ribs and 170 at-bats, pretty nice. Um, for the Sioux Hawks, I picked everyone. <laughs> right. Well, he's starting to get a little bit nervous now, but it's, yeah, I mean, his team is good. Um, and then for you, for the auditors, I picked Trevor Rogers. 63, 81Ks, 197 ERA, 109 whip. Um, I think you got to be pretty pleased with the start of Trevor Rogers. Yeah, um, you know, here was a guy that had a little bit of hype to him coming into the season, and sometimes you can't always believe that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he looks like a candidate for me for retention. But um, Bob Kirk, owner of the Hawks, reminded me that it was him and I bidding on Trevor Rogers. Can you imagine if the Hawks um, picked up Trevor Rogers, what his team would look like? Yeah, and you bought, that wouldn't be fair. You bought him for thirty cents. Yeah, um, and it's did he go on the DL? Yeah, right now he's he, he's on. Uh, they they believe it's the COVID IL, so okay. he could he could potentially make his next start. Okay. So I'm I'm not overly concerned about that. All right. Yeah, I'm looking at your team now. Yeah, you got some guys on the DL again on your pitching. Holy well, smoke. look at the pitching. There's like seven. There's no way I can cover all of it. Oh, what happened to your guy Pete? You just got him. Po- yeah. Poteen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. All right, for the Statman, Julio Arias, eight and two, eighty Ks, three four eight ERA, which is a little high considering he's eight and two, but a .97 WHIP. So. It must be like everyone that gets on, which is rare, scores. <laughs> but um, he's he's really he got off to a great start, and you get eight wins this time in the season. I mean, it's it's not even. It's, I guess it's mid June. Yeah, you know, Bill talked to us was it a couple weeks ago when we had him on the podcast, and he talked about how um, he liked 
uh, Urias. Wasn't sure how great he was coming into the season. Um, um, he liked his postseason last year, which gave Urias a little bit of helium during during the draft. But sure. yeah, the, the fact that he he, he now, um, I, I guess, since you did the the write up, he actually has nine wins. Yeah, and um, yeah, the the guy. It, I guess that's part of the, the privilege of pitching for the Dodgers, huh? Yeah, I, I think Phil retained him at twenty five cents. Yeah, yeah, um, and then I, I did have a. For him, I had a uh, honorable mention, Jesus Aguilar, who at the time, last, er, mid midweek last week, uh, twelve homers, forty six ribs, which yes, which is pretty nice. Um, I I think he leads Aguilar leads the uh, uh, NL in RBIs. And have you watched him play? He just looks like he's having fun out there every time he plays. Yeah, he looks like a softball player. Yeah, he yeah. does, and he has that same kind of. Um, attitude about it. Hey, let's just go out there, let's play, let's have fun. He looks like a good guy to have on the team. Yeah, I mean, right now he's going to have over 100 ribs and 30 homers for 95 cents. And, and this is for the Marlins, who don't hit a whole lot. Yeah, no. Um, and then for the Lakers, uh, I went with Brandon Crawford. <laughs> so he's hitting 270, he's got a 938 OPS, 35 runs, 14 homers, 41 ribs for Brandon, <coughs> Brandon Crawford. Um, that's a heck of a start for that dude. Did we talk about Brandon Crawford before? Because I actually have him on my NFBC team, and I think of, of all the home runs he has, I think he might be up to 16 now. I think I might have four. Oh, is <laughs> that right? it, it, it's just hard yeah. to – yeah, he's been hurt a little bit. I mean, look at the home runs per, per at-bat. He, he's just incredible. Maybe it's the shoes he's wearing, those orange spikes that he has. Awesome. Yeah, he has 14 homers now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I had an honorable mention for for the Lakers as well, Kevin Galsman. Uh, Galsman has seven wins. I think he's actually seven and zero oh, with a one forty. Uh, he he just lost last night he yesterday did. against okay. the uh, yeah against the Nationals. All right, one forty three ERA, point seven eight WHIP, and ninety seven strikeouts. Uh, honestly, Galsman would be um, the. Um, Cy Young, at least the leaning candidate for Cy Young, if it wasn't for somebody by the name of uh, uh, Jacob deGrom. Um, Gosman has been – we talked about him. If, if you remember, um, he didn't pitch that well in, in Baltimore. Bill brought this up, and he didn't pitch that well in Baltimore. Then I think he went to Cincinnati last year, and uh, Giants saw something in him. Um, he pitched for the Giants in the short season last year. They actually – they, the Giants, actually – um, kept him. They gave him a qualifying offer, and I think a lot of people were were surprised that they gave him a qualifying offer for eighteen million dollars. And I'm sure the people running the analytics say that that's probably a deal that they got on got for him. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, absolutely, it's a deal. And I, I think he pitched for the Braves. Oh, great, yeah. great, good one. Yeah, uh, I think he came from Baltimore to Atlanta. And yeah, he really didn't perform well in that second half of the season. But he pitched pretty well last year in that shortened season, and then uh, he's uh, now he's crazy. So, um, yeah. So the, everyone but the Ducks have at least one player that you know you could stand out saying, "Yeah, the, this this guy got off to a really good start for the money that was paid." Um, which I don't know if there's. I'm trying to think of anyone that was paid a lot of money that got off to good starts. Nothing stands out in my head. 
uh, of all the 350 plus players, uh, it may be Trey Turner is the best one or at least the most consistent. Um, you know, that's that's a good point. That's something we can look at. Is uh, I'll put this somewhere in, in in the notes to say, hey, players over. We can say players over three dollars or three fifty. How are they performing? Um, I can just mention my two real quick, um, and I'll just mention their names: uh, Trevor Story and Christian Yelich. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yes. What you pay doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get that kind of production. No, you hope. Yeah since it's a big chunk of your salary, but yeah, you know, well, that kills you if you don't get it. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. And then on to the CBS, uh, website. So last week I, I made note of it to you, uh, that on Monday CBS came out and I was titled poised to strike roosters. Didn't make much noise this week, referring to last week. Staying in sixth place, however, could be a different story. Easy striking distance to move up in four separate categories. RBIs, OPS, stolen base, and home runs. Um, probably a likely fifth position and 60 points overall. Uh, they were they were wrong about everything. Yeah, do we want to talk about that? And sure. where, as of as of last night, where, where, where did you finish for the week? Uh, I'm I'm still in the same spot I was last week. It's no, six. no, I mean just for the week. It oh, looks, it looks oh, like you're oh. ninth, you're ninth out of ten. I'm nine out of ten, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so their prediction was really yeah. good, huh? It it was very solid. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and and I didn't move up in any category that that the that the. The website said I was, and I knew I was in striking distance of those, but I didn't move up in any, any category. Um, I, I think maybe a half point in, uh, in wins. Is that what, I think that was one of the, no, it was stolen bases okay. and homers. Yeah. I, I haven't had a stolen base in like a month. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't moved up in any, and that's what I mean. Like I'm, I'm sitting here in purgatory. If I can get a guy to swipe, if I get three bases swiped in the next 10 days, I'll get a point. If if I can get a guy to hit one more homer, I I get another point. Um, I'm moving up in OPS. Um, But I I don't know if it's me moving up or you moving down. Oh, it's definitely me moving down. um, Yeah, and and depending on when my pitchers pitch, I flip-flop with the Bulls for Ks. So... Yeah, I, I, I need Peralta for a couple more weeks. And he had a rain out this week. That kills you, man. He had I think mm, he had mm-hmm. seven Ks in four innings, and then they started raining. So, mm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the the, the I, I didn't move up in any of the categories and uh it was a nice thing that they wrote. Maybe they maybe they felt like I was gonna quit and they just like this be encouraging this week. <laughs> <laughs> just say something nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it kept me in. It kept me motivated, right? Uh, and then, you know, we asked about the other people. We asked the other owners about that, that poise to strike thing. Uh, I think Bob Kirk came back and said he'd rather talk about yours, which is yeah. on its way down or something. Uh, and then Bill's is the best response. I think it's from Bill. Uh, Correct. So he said, I don't take much stock in them. They're Monday morning quarterbacking at their worst and seem automated. 
which, yeah, that does seem automated. Uh, I guess I'd summarize by saying they reflect the overall lack of quality of the site. Feel free. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, after this week, uh, I, yeah, I think he's right. So on the, on the other side of that coin, you should feel pretty good. Like if they're telling you your team stinks and you're about to fall even further, you might think like, oh, shoot, I got a, I got a pretty strong week coming. Well, if you remember in last week's podcast, I, I, I told you that I was headed for some trouble this week because um, I wasn't going to be able to play a lot of games. A lot of my players only have five-game weeks, yeah. and it, it yeah. was going to be tough, and um, it was tough. Um, I had a really bad I, – I think my OPS for for the week – let's see. My OPS for the week was uh, 595. How do you like that? Wow. Yeah, really bad. But I said that. Okay, so you want another thing to look at this week for me? On on Monday, on Monday, Austin Gomber um, for the Rockies goes against Ryan Weathers for the Padres. I'm going to start both of them, and that start um, is at Coors Field. This could be <laughs> my Waterloo. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not unlikely that between the two of them, they could give up 17 earned runs in four innings. Yeah. So that well, and that would just bring on the fire sale. That's just smoldering right now. Yeah. It, oh, it's smoldering. Yeah. It's smoldering. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, um, and and I, I get what you're saying because I I go I, I had that same week and you guys you guys were at the game on Thursday beating the crap out of me with your stupid text. No, wait a second. Wait a second. What is it? It, it just so happened that we all texted you around the same time. You, you think it was conspiracy that we tried to do it at the same time? Well, I, 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 yeah, I'm alleging that it was like I think. Well, I, what I think was it, it was, about? I think what, it was what were you, the text about? Hector Nair's blowing that save. Um, <laughs> I think it was you just saying, as soon as that ball left, you're like, "Hey, we got to start texting Raj." Um, I don't even think it was when the ball left. I think it's when he was coming in from the bullpen. We all had it queued because it was going to happen at some point. We had the text queued up. So right there, he cost me a win because Wheeler pitched a gem. But but you handled it like a pro, right? You texted us back saying, shut up, bunch of day-drinking chuckleheads. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I I was better that day than I was last night when I started getting them. Oh, yeah, you got it again last night. But you know what You know what I took offense to? It wasn't the fact you called us chuckleheads. I just don't know what's wrong with day drinking. <laughs> well, some of us still kind of work. Some yeah, of us. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that in the walk-off because there was speculation as to why you weren't showing up. Oh, really? No. Yeah, because nobody says you. People, people don't believe that you actually work. Yeah, I, okay. I, I was working from home. Okay, all right, if you say so. And I didn't watch the game because I don't watch my pitchers. <laughs> yeah, I just I check on them throughout the, throughout the day. All right. Um, and then we got the standings review. Hey, Bob Kirk is not perfect any longer. No, nope, nope. He's falling like a rock. He went from 50 to 49 offensive points. Right. So if you look at the period, uh, Lakers led it again. Uh, it's 70 points. He's other than that bad. I, I call him bad two weeks. <laughs> I think he had it in the fifties. 
Um, he's been averaging probably about between 65 and 70 for the last six weeks. Uh, Statman, Ducks had a huge week. You see yeah, that? they're best. Good for them. Huge week. Uh, actually, he jumped like five points in OPS in one week. Wow. Wow, really? Uh, I, I, you know what? I'm going to look at it right now. So he, he was last in OPS last week. Okay. And he's one, two, three, four, five, six. All right, he, he jumped four, four spots. Wow, that's, that's nice. Good for him for continuing to plug away. And, you know, that was pretty much led by uh, Pete Alonzo, who, who, who um, had three home runs, six RBIs this week, and that was part of his trade with, uh, with the Rebs. So, you know, he was making he, the Ducks were making trades for next year, but he's also helping himself for, for this year. And, and another, another trade, um, Freddie Freeman. Um, I, I don't think his stats count. Or did they count this week? Uh, they count up until today. For the Ducks. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So it was still yeah. for the Statman. Had uh, Freddie Freeman had two home runs, four RBIs. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's cases. I think they're cases. I got it. Okay, yes. Yes. Okay. He's going to the Statman, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think tomorrow everything switches. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, he had a good week. Bill had a good week. Uh, Sewerhawks uh, had a bad week at fifty-eight and a half points. That's that's bad for him. Oh, it was tied with you. Boy, your offense has had a rough week. Oh, okay, but this is what I was saying. They, they had, yeah, you know, seven bags. seven yeah. offensive players on the IL. They're all coming back, which is why I didn't put it a fab bid in, because I have plenty of players that play. And, and, and now you're going to start to see me rise. I could be with you in purgatory now. That's my goal. <laughs> my, goal is to, my goal is to finish ahead of you. you got to donate. Um yeah, so, and then he got the Bearcats, who probably had a pretty good week for them. The Bulls, that's probably where he's at most of the weeks at 50 and a half. I had 42, and my hitting was just above yours. Yeah, you had, the C- you had the CBS curse on you. Yeah, and then the Rebs had a 10 hitting. What happened to them? What, what happened? I don't, I don't know what happened to them. I don't. So, yeah, they had three homers. I wonder if he's got guys out. Three homers, um, not, I, yeah, I mean three homers, fourteen RBI. That, that's, yeah. that's just a bad, bad week. Um, yeah, it, it. Yeah, well, well, well hopefully he, when he when, when those trades go through, um, he'll pick up a little bit more. But he's got to be careful. Um, once again, he's on the verge of possibly falling out of this thing. Uh, he, every one of his reserve is on the injured injured list. Holy smokes. Yeah, he's got a rough lineup right now. Uh, Kai Tom, Rafael Ortega, uh, Almonte. And, yeah, his, his, his offensive lineup is pretty rough. I mean, he can, can, I put a, yeah. can I put a shameless plug in yeah. for this? Is that if you remember back when we had our winter meetings, I was the person that said, hey, we shouldn't retain 12 people. We should keep the retention low so that there's a lot of more movement so people can move rosters, you know, because people like me are, are blocking it, it, you know, players. I have offensive players now that are coming back that are playing, um, but he's running into that. Uh, I think when we get into fab, Bill's running into that also. He doesn't have a third baseman for this coming week. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and speaking about fab, uh, we had a fairly busy night last night. Are you surprised? I, I kind of, st- I, I am. Mm. I mean, none of them are like big hitters. Uh, I, th- I think some of them. All right, well, well let's go through them. Like the Basora Bulls, yeah. uh, they dropped Trevor Williams, who's on the IL, picked up Chad Cool for a dollar. It was it was probably just, uh, hey, I need to get rid of one pitcher, pick up another. Um, yeah. And then he also picked up Chase Peterson and dropped uh, the Will Craig experiments over. Cause yeah, yeah. He, 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 yeah, he got sent back to the minors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sergio Alcantara, the third baseman for the Cubs. Yeah, he had a home run last night. Didn't he, count for him, but um, yeah. I don't know how much he's going to be playing. I think Nico Horner's coming back soon. Yeah, and then the guy that Rick picked up. Who 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 did who did Rick pick up last week? Uh, great question. Hang on a second. I will take a look. For the Cubs, guy was hitting like every other. Oh, Patrick Wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. I think he could play in the infield a little bit too, right? Yeah, he's he's a first third baseman. Yeah, yeah, first baseman, third baseman. Yeah. Um. So the Bulls picked up those three. I think that was it. Um. Bearcats pick up Dylan Floro. Is uh, is Yemi Garcia out? Because Floro got another I, save last night. Yeah, um, I, I I I don't think that Garcia is hurt. Okay. Um, I was just curious. I, I can check I, on that. Though. Yeah, maybe it's just Garcia pitched a little bit, and you know he could he was he couldn't go last night. Um, I think that was the only guy he picked up. The Bearcats. Um, Sewerhawks pick up Connor Menez, a right fielder for the Giants. How many right? How many outfielders they got? A lot, Jeez. and they they rotate a, a lot of. I don't know how they do it. I, I don't know what's good because the guy I picked up, Lamont Wade, is actually p- p- playing pretty well. Um, they you know they they pick up Talkman earlier, um, Christian Slater, um, not Christian Slater, yeah. <laughs> Austin Slater. Yeah, and then Doug and Christian Slater. Yastrzemski's back, so uh, they they put Dubon out there sometimes. It's 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 crazy. They got Dickerson. Yeah, Dickerson yeah. plays four days a week. And uh, heck, I, I think they're giving Bill a look in in, in the outfield too. <laughs> Darren, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna sign him from the adult church league <laughs> in Maryland. <laughs> Fifty five and over. Well, they, I mean, who knows? They signed Scott Casimir a couple weeks ago. Maybe they will sign Bill. <laughs> Uh, I think that was the only guy the Sewerhawks picked up last night. Um, the Statman pick up, you know, yes. Yeah. So that's, I forgot about him. I forgot. Good for him for picking him up. Yeah. That's a future pick, right? Yep. He'll hold on for a month and see what happens. Um, he only paid two bucks for him. Um, and I think that was the only pick he, he ended up getting. I got, and I overpaid. Oh, the yeah, let's talk about your let's talk about your retention. Hold on, let, let me or, get, excuse me, your fab. Yeah, let me get through the Lakers and the Ducks, and we'll go. Oh, on. sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry Lakers about that. Lakers picked up Ranger Suarez probably because he saw Hector Neris this week. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, dropped Matt Whistler, who uh, he was on the Tampa Bay's roster. Ducks yeah, pick up got traded. Uh, Marisnik. You know, just whatever. Um, probably just a roster spot. Uh, and I think uh, Ducks picked up Chase DeLong. Uh, starting pitcher for DeYoung. DeYoung. DeYoung, yep. For the Pirates, dropped Luke Weaver. Um, 
He's going to be out for a little bit, Weaver is. So there's no sense keeping him around. And then I picked up Sam Long, a starter for um, the Giants. Yeah, so so what did you what did you like there? I mean, he he actually came in as a follower, his first major league start, and what did he check out? Nine and four innings, eight and seven and four innings, something like that. Yeah, so I read about him a couple weeks ago, and okay. then, um, I, I I was gonna pick him either this week or next week, but then I saw that um, he pitched well. And I thought, yes. all right, it's starting pitching. It's in San Francisco. They're winning games. I thought people were going to bid on him. And I'm sure more than just me bid on the guy. I did. That was my. That was the, the, the okay. one guy that I was thinking about bidding on this yeah. week. So I did want to get into the uh, – who was the guy that I told you about that you ended up outbidding me for? Oh, Vladimir Gutierrez. Gutierrez. Yeah, who pitched well again, yeah, on yeah. Thursday. So – I, I yeah I I think like Gutierrez I could have had for a dollar before I mentioned it to you and Sam Long I probably could have had for a dollar so but after he pitched I thought all right I gotta do something back because I'm not sure about Logan Webb because Logan Webb missed a start he started he pitched well then his shoulder swelled up again and now he's on the DL I'm not sure well, about that guy yeah well and, and you know what so 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 the concern with Sammy Long is when, when I put my bid in because I obviously didn't go as high as you did was the concern with the two people ahead of him that are hurt, and that's Logan Webb and Aaron Sanchez. And I guess we'll find out this week. Um, Aaron Sanchez, I believe, I don't know if he's going to do a rehab start before he comes back, but he's close to coming back. But i got to believe, my thought is that Sanchez has a couple bad starts. They're not going to keep him around that long because he was out pitching his peripherals. Oh, Sanchez early on. Yeah, yeah, early yeah. on. He was much better than, yeah, his, some of his numbers really showed. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. And then, and I, I think with the Logan Webb thing, when you have an injury, then you pitch, and it, then you have an injury again for the same thing. I'm like, uh, and he's young. They might shut him down. I don't know. Yeah. You, you know, to shut him down, not for the year, but, like, let's take a month off and see what happens. So, um, yeah, so I went with Long, and then I went with uh, Aquino, who comes off the DL. Uh, and I, I, the Nolan Gorman thing, I, I just didn't see him coming up this year. He's starting to play second base down in the minors, and he really wasn't hitting the ball that well up until like three days ago. I think he's had five homers in seven games. So, so let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. When, when, so here we are. We're we're in what period number eleven? So you've kept him on your reserve team for um, eleven weeks, eleven periods. Talk to me about roster spots, about drafting a, a future uh, major leaguer um, in your on your reserve team and holding him for that long and then dropping, you know, well, halfway through the season. I I, I approached. I'm not going to put him on air, but I approached three teams, three owners, and they didn't want him. They didn't okay. want him for what I wanted, and I I wanted okay. like half garbage. Well, you didn't talk to me because I have whole garbage on my team. Yeah, maybe I should have. Yeah, maybe I should have <laughs> talked to you. Uh, but he—he, he, I don't. Think, he's not going to be brought up this year. And I was keeping him for next. Year. I really was draft. I, I drafted him for the purpose of trading him. Okay, do you want a little bit? Of, you want a little, little secret? The things that I started to look at. Yeah. You ready for this? Yes. 
is on, on, on some of those type players, and I don't even know if I should tell people this on the air. Go ahead. Um, no one's listening. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to. Uh, um, I, I, I'll sometimes look for some of these hot rookies. Um, look at the, um, the major league team's 40-man roster yeah. to see if a person like Gorman is on the 40-man roster. And if not, chances are they probably won't bring him up in that particular year. Um, they certainly can. If, if they find themselves in a pennant race, they can drop somebody. They could DFA somebody, drop them off their 40-man roster. But that, that kind of gives you a clue as to mm-hmm. yeah. how quickly they might, they might bring him up. Because if he's on a 40-man, you know, there's, there's no hesitation other than, you know, uh, a, a years of, of, of options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get that. Yeah. Um, but you're right. The Cardinals probably won't bring him up this year because no. Matt Carpenter's back. <laughs> That's why they should bring him up. But and I think Gorman's playing some second base in the minors. Yeah, because he's but obviously as, not as he third. should. Yeah, and he's and, not going. He's, he's not going to beat out uh, Arenado. No, at third base. And uh, he wouldn't even be their first option if Arenado got injured. They would probably stick someone else there. Um, well, they could always put if if something happened to Arenado, they could always put Matt Carpenter back there or. Super sub, uh, um, or not a sub, Tommy Edmond can yeah, play third base. He can play anywhere. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping Aquino, you know, just has like a couple weeks like he did a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, I had him at the end of the 19th yeah. season. He went nuts. Yeah, just hit a couple homers and you'll be good. <laughs> that's that's all I'm, I'm okay. looking for. Um, and I, I dropped Tim LaCastro. Ooh. I know. I felt bad about it, but I did. I had to. Yeah, He's a Bush League favorite, right? Um, yeah. And I, I tell you what, you know, when you look at this Fab thing, go ahead and look at the Albert Pujols. Yeah. <laughs> he, what, he has three or four home runs. Well, you know, he's playing predominantly against left-handers, right? And that's, yeah. that's probably what his role is going to be, you know, in, in terms of actual stats. I mean, there's there's other things that he does well off the field to help other younger players. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, he, he, he's, done, he's done well. I mean, the Dodgers, the Dodgers are, you know, the Hawks are uh, the National League's version of the Dodgers, or yeah. vice versa. <laughs> they have so many players. Um, yeah. Here's what's interesting is is that you spent – how much money did you spend? 16 Yeah. Okay. The Bulls, the Bulls spent 20, 23 Is that right? I think that's – I did the addition – yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So you guys, you guys spent a little bit of, uh, you guys did a little bit of money, spent a little bit of money. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, what, what, what am I going to hold it for? No, I get you. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. And, unless you're expecting, you know, uh, there, there's rumors that, you know, Joey Gallo will be coming over. Nah. Um, and, yeah, and, and there's also possibly a rumor. Uh, you mentioned this guy before, uh, Kyle Seeger, possibly yeah. to, to the Brewers, um, because uh, uh, Travis, what the hell is his last Shaw. name? Um, Shaw, yes. Um, and Josh, got separated yeah, his shoulder. Yeah, maybe Josh Donaldson may may be on the move too with the Twins. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And I and I think that's the problem. Is Bill has Travis Shaw, correct? He does. Yeah. Yeah, and and he was trying to get um, uh, who was he trying to pick up? Uh, I'm trying to figure out who the third baseman was. Uh, I, I can't remember. Um, going through the list here. Uh, I, I, I forget who he had lost out to. Um, 
But, oh, it was, uh, it might have been Alcantara. He lost to the Bulls. Okay. All right. Yeah. And the, the Bulls bid, um, you know, eight bucks for him, so. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you want him, you got to bid on him. Yeah. And did, did I, you... I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Bill has a little bit of, uh, Scarring from the, the the whole Connor Joe thing, right? <laughs> Connor Joe, man. Yeah. Uh, did you look up my guy Jesus Sanchez? I brought it up. I brought look, him up yesterday. Look him up in terms of what? Uh, how he's doing? No, I haven't. Yeah, how, he's not talk to me. Fi- he's not hitting five seventy anymore. He's he, but his OPS is one point one something. Yeah, you look on the video. Look at YouTube of the guy because I wanted to see what how big the guy was. And he looks he's six, really good. He's six three. Is it, it says six three, two twenty two. Okay. Yeah, you should watch the videos of. Him. Wow, over one OPS right now. Yeah. Nine homers, twenty eight RBIs. RBI. Yeah. Yeah, he looks good. I I think the Marlins have one of the best minor leagues in the, which is normal for them. Uh, one of the best minor leagues in, the, in baseball. They're 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 looking as if they're building for the future. And we we've talked about this. Uh, uh, Phillies are going to get passed pretty quickly. Um, you know, they could be looking at uh, bottom half for the next few years. Yeah. Um, if if they don't if they don't strike gold pretty soon. Especially since they released one of their top prospects this week. Yeah, let's talk about that. So Go ahead. S- Scott Kingery gets released. Outright released. So I was looking at his salary. I'm on I'm on baseball uh, baseball reference. reference. Yeah. Yep. So in 2021, that's this year, right? 2021. Yep. He he makes 4.2 million. Next year he was he was scheduled to make 6.2. 23 he's scheduled to make 8.2, and then 24, 25, and 26 he's scheduled to make 13, 14, and 15 million dollars. Are, are those team options or player options? They're all, or or are, there, are there no options? They're all team options with a one million dollar buyout. So they didn't have to pay. Okay. Him. They needed to decide. Yeah, they didn't have to pay him the 13, 14, and 15 million. If I understand that correctly. Correct. But they're on the hook. For the six point two and the eight point two for years twenty two and twenty three, is that correct? Yep, yep. So, so they're, do you, they're do you pay think that when the fil- eight go ahead the, uh, 14, eight, 18.5 million they owe him for this year's this year's contract, next year's contract, and twenty twenty three contract? So when they released him. Do you think that they were hoping, uh, against all hope, that somebody would have put a waiver bid or something like that in on him and be stuck with that contract, which they knew nobody was going to do that? No though. one's going to do that. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're on the hook for $18 million for this guy? God bless it. Thanks, Gabe. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, wait a second. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't Gabe Kapler. Right, that was uh, that was Matt Clintac. Clintac. Yeah, I think I think I, I I remember reading a quote that Kapler pushed for. He thought he was that good. Re- yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. I I don't know. Kapler seems to be doing pretty well in San Francisco. Well, when you have good players, right? I guess. I, I, I guess I don't know. I look at the Giants and say, how are they doing yeah, it? I agree with you. Kind of piecing that yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they got to. I, I think it's I think it's the front office. I I think that guy. 
what's his name, uh, Farid, um, in San Francisco. I think he's really sharp. Yeah, when you have a shortstop that has 40 ribs, that you know, doesn't hurt. Um, and then, did you see this Cabrian Hayes homer where he missed first base? No, what, ha- <laughs> what happened? He comes off the DL, hits a home run, misses first base, gets called out. How does that happen? I, I have no idea on a home run trap because it happened to me in softball. I got called out um, for missing second base on a home run. What? Oh, you, yeah. you didn't hit it out of the, over the fence. No, no, yeah. they didn't have any fences or else I would have. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Uh, no, I was moving around the bases and they said I missed it. And then I pulled my George Brett. Like, what do you mean? You know, come tearing off there with the wild eyes, eyes spinning counterclockwise. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did you you get kicked out of the game? No, I didn't. I mean, I, I, you know, like, what do you mean? You couldn't have seen that. I mean, these, you know, softball leagues, there's one umpire. There's no way he's even looking at that. He's probably flirting with some chick in the uh, first row. I don't know how how many umpires are flirting with chicks. Well, this was. Uh, I'm using. I'm using '80s terminology. Okay, this okay. wasn't meant to be offensive to anybody. Oh, oh, just because you clarify it. Yeah, offensive. yeah, e- e- oh. exactly. Uh, that, that's the way it was reported in the the Phoenixville Phoenix. <laughs> I'm just reading it right here. So press on. Okay. Uh, so he <laughs> he since hit two more homers and has touched all the bases apparently. Um, so, I don't know how that happened. So let's go back real quick. Have you ever hit a ball over a fence? I have. Yeah. Um, back when I played over at Norco a couple times. Okay. How old? Yeah, you remember those fences, those snow fences there? Oh, you're talking about there. Yeah. Little League? Yeah. Okay. All right. How far back do you want me to go? Um, uh, well, I, or... I've only ever done it once. Like, I, I, you know, but you, and you did it. You did it on a pretty big stage, right? Yeah, you did it yeah. in college. I don't know. I think Little League's probably just as big against Kent State. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's big, but okay. You hit a Little League homer. Cool. Couple of them, yeah. Oh, couple. In the same yeah. season. Yeah, I, I was an OPS guy. You might have led in the Little league, league homers in that year. You hit yeah. two. Yeah. yeah. Once we got to high school, I had to transition my game. <laughs> I think Bob Kirk hit one when we were seeing. Did he really? Yeah, I think he did. did was, was did he pull it? We, we you know what? Hey, Bob, text us and we'll put it on the next podcast. I think. Tell us what happened. I think Who it was, was against? Left center. Yeah, I think he hit Where? Home, uh, left center in high school. Left center. Yeah. Okay. Which was pretty. Good I, rem- I remember this. Happen. I remember playing a couple games at Desano, trying to really jack one over there and just popping up because yeah. right because the fields were shorter over at Desano. Did you ever play there in Phoenixville? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they, didn't they have a high fence? It was it was high, but it was a, it was it was a short porch. Yeah. And I remember trying to trying to jack up for that, and no, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> a lot of pop ups that game. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rolling over balls, you 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 name it. Yeah, where, where the announcer was probably saying the left fielder is drifting back to catch that ball. Not <laughs> coming in, <laughs> drifting in. <laughs> Not back in. in. <laughs> yeah, I, I, hopefully Bob listens to this, uh, and um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. Okay. Well, anybody else that has hit home run, please text us. 
And don't tell us all the home runs you hit off of Roger in, in wiffle ball. We know there was ton of them that he gave up. Just let's let's keep it to uh, to, to, to baseball. I think I gave more to Ralph than I have anybody else that listens. To me. <laughs> um, all right, and then uh, Jacob Degrom is still ahead of his earned runs. He's he got five RBIs now and four earned runs in the season. So so let me ask you something. Okay, he pitched. Was it on Saturday? Yeah. And, and I think he started the day with uh, like a 0.60 ERA. He actually lowered his ERA from that point. I'm, who does that? How can you do that? I mean, if you pitch 10 innings of one run ball, your ERA is going to go up. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I know. Uh, yeah, so right now he has a 0. 0.56 or 0. 0.56 ERA in 10 starts. My goodness. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. Well, I, I saw a stat, um, something like um, in the first 10 or 11 starts, this is, um, they compared it to like Bob Gibson. And I think after the first 10 starts that Bob Gibson had in 1968, uh, the year he, his ERA uh, ended at 1.12. After 10 starts, it was like 1.74, something like that. So, I mean, there is a long way to go. And, you know, all you need is one Carlos Martinez start. And you know you're 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 in the high ones, man. Jamie, even if he starts giving up two runs per start, it's still only a two five six. <laughs> it's like, mm. you know, he could get battered around for a month, and it's still not going to matter. Um, yeah. And then you know we were last week we talked about the uh, sticky substance on the on the baseballs and the spin rate and yeah. And, and Josh Donaldson was I don't know why he even did it. He was on camera when he did it. It was a field interview type thing and. Yeah, he mentioned about Garrett Cole that he knew that was going on for years, and so you hear all this, these unnamed sources and dugout sources, and um, you know, team executive. When I'm I'm using team executive, but uh, you know, people within the team, uh, organizational structure sources. I mean, if everyone knows this is going on, I I feel like this is an easy fix. Um, I I think a memo is going out from Major League Baseball um, this week. So let's let's see what it says. But I, I just don't think they're going to have enough bite before the CBA to do anything. I, I, I think you kind of address it as you, you try and do some maintenance this year um, and, and then really try and clean it up as part of the CBA. Well, it's not like they don't have a rule. I mean, they, they can just enforce the rule. Like the manager, yeah, but but, but but you know what? There, there's all kinds of conspiracy theories out, out there that baseball. I, I think Pete Alonso uh, was a leading advocate yeah. of, of conspiracy theories, saying that baseball is messing around with baseballs in yeah. terms of so, yeah. so that they don't have to pay people. So in in years that there's too much hitting, they try and normalize that because you know players that uh, hit really well, hit 50 homers, believe it or not, get get big contracts. So you know that's the conspiracy theory. He didn't prove anything. But, we but all, it's out there. Looking back, we know why they hit fifty. It wasn't the baseball. Well, yeah. It wasn't the baseball. Well, well, I mean, we just have to look at what was it in two thousand eighteen and two thousand nineteen when they had happy fun ball. I mean, the, the, yeah, yeah, as yeah. far as we know, players weren't juicing yeah. then because they're being tested, but home runs were going up. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, and and you know, Major League Baseball purchased Rawlings um, three or four years ago, so now they 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 have the quality control. Oh, that's interesting. I, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, okay. 
Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with the spin rates, and I guess they've been publicizing that. Stay tuned, yeah. yeah spin rates have been coming down, which I can't believe we're even talking about spin rates. Um, <laughs> Maybe we'll have it as a category next year. Spin rate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and then I mentioned the Hickory Crawl Dads last week, the 2013 Hickory Crawl Dads, and I, I, I mentioned that every one of their starters, like, you know, regular players made the major leagues and you you found the uh, actual link and it, uh, how many I, I, I'm trying to count this quickly is it 15 or 16? 16. 16. Six, 16 players actually at least came up for a, a cup of Connor Joe in the major leagues. <laughs> right. The Connor Joe line. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and there's some pretty decent names here. Jorge Alfaro, Lewis Brinson, Carl Edwards, uh, probably yeah. a Bush leaguer. Um, Joey Gallo is, is a potential Bush leaguer. Uh, Keela, the reliever. Yep. Uh, Nick Williams. Jose LeClerc. Yeah, Jose LeClerc. Uh, Nick Williams played with the Phils for a little bit, so he was probably on somebody's roster. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting. Yep. Um, that I'm going to go back and also take a look. I, I got I want to look at the 2009. Um, I'll write this down here. Um, South Carolina, um, University of South Carolina baseball team that won the World Series. Because I want to say that was a team that Jackie Bradley and Christian Walker were on. But I think they may have had a couple other players like Tyler Webb that made the major leagues. Um, so I want to look at that. Okay. It's just, just yeah. interesting, right? Because you would yeah. think that, particularly at a college uh, level, um, what, what have you heard? Okay, so you played college baseball, right? Um, it wasn't SEC, but it's Big East, which is great. Um, I, I guess these days, um, Southeast Conference is considered one of the best from top to bottom, right? League? Yeah, yeah, and the ACC. Oh. Yeah, okay. good too. Yeah. So, so here's my question to you is, where would that fall? Where would those, those high-profile high programs fall in the baseball minor league spectrum? Uh, what are you talking about? Like as a team, like yeah. they can compete. Single A, double A, triple A. Where would they be? Rookie league. Well, uh, it's a little difficult to compare because you're comparing apples to oranges because of the aluminum bats. Okay, fair enough. So I, I think where the that's the line of demarcation is okay. there's plenty of guys that can hit the ball, hit you know, at high average and with a lot of offensive production but when they hit the wooden bats and every, every you know even if you're playing rookie ball like the short season or you know Williamsport Staten Island you know what I'm talking about state college I do like I do. a lot yep. of them are high school kids or lower level college kids those pitchers are real <laughs> like they they all had college scholarships it's not like well I, I couldn't get into college so I, I signed with the made, you know, when I got drafted. Mm -hmm. So all those pitchers are real and they throw freaking hard or they have nasty curveballs. They just don't have the stamina. And they're used to throwing high school. We're just, they're just gunning it because the bottom half of the high school lineup stinks compared to okay. the level that they're pitching at. Sure. So I, I still think uh, minor league teams are better. Because they're getting used to hitting with wooden bats, and it's a whole different method of uh, you. Everything's got to work mechanically when you hit with a wooden bat. 
where you don't okay. necessarily have to do that. And I think a, a good example would be Pat Burrell. Pat Burrell was he was a guy that dominated college baseball and struggled off and on with the big league pitching. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a really good point. So, um, and yeah, like every pitcher you're facing at, at Williamsport throws hard and has nasty stuff. They just can't control it yet. Yeah. Where like a third, a third pitcher in the Big East is a good high school pitcher. I mean, they're not throwing okay. 90. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, colleges are you outscore people. That that's how you win games. Are you watching the college world series right now? No, I don't watch it. Uh-uh. Okay. I, I have I haven't been following yet, but um just I was just interested to hear what you had to say. Yeah, and it's tough for the north north teams because they don't play as many games. So you're not sure. you're not getting a like look if you're any good, like if you're a top 10 draft pick in high school in the Philadelphia area, you're going south or you're signing. Here's what I've heard, and, and this was a generalization that I thought was really interesting, and there's no proof of this, but this was just somebody talking that said if you're if you're pulling people out of uh, you know high school, um, that you want um, hitters from Florida, Texas, Southern California because they've played a lot, yeah. and if you're taking pitchers, you want them from the north because they haven't thrown as many innings. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how true that is, yeah. and, and it, you know, they could have just been a couple cases. But I just thought it was interesting. I, I, I think it's probably not as the innings. This difference isn't probably as significant because all this travel ball. But yeah. when okay. we grew up, it was probably accurate because when we grew up, they didn't have fall baseball. Right. That Correct. wasn't even a thing. Correct. Yeah. You you played March to mid July. And that was it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was it. So, um, yeah, all right. That'd be interesting to see the 2019 uh, to okay. see what happens. Uh, twib notes. So we do have a twib note brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. So Yeah, yeah so, yeah, we, we, we went to um, we, we went to uh, Citizens Bank Park, um, the two, Bob's, Bill, myself, um, and we met in parking lot to G. And a nice little brass space. We we tailgated, and uh, I think I sent you the picture, Raj. Yeah. The beer of choice, the majority beer of choice, was here. We go, drum roll, please. Um, Victory's Golden Monkey. Right. <laughs> so I think I'm going to start calling it the Golden Monkey Experience. You know, like <laughs> like Jimi Hendrix. It wasn't Jimi Hendrix. It was Jimi right. Hendrix and the Experience. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, because it's, um, it, it's an experience. It's just not a beer. <laughs> there, there, was, there was two more things to that. There, there was a minority beer. Um, it was um, a Miller Lite. Um, I won't tell you who had the Miller Lite, but you can probably guess of the four of us who had the Miller Lite. <laughs> it, 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 it was out of a can, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Only way people to, could drink that. And, and, and I, I, I didn't. I wouldn't. I never. You never would. Um, but it, it was discussed amongst the four of us that we we do want to implement the Golden Monkey Award, whatever that might be. Okay, all right. So we're yeah. getting some legs on that. Yeah. All right. We got. We got to. This is what we need to do. You and I need to sit down and draft up like parameters here. What that would. Be. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very good. And it's not going to a vote. Like I'm the commissioner. I'm just 
whatever you and I decide, that's what we're going with. Well, we can ask people to comment to feel like they have a voice. Don't do that. Then they start having but, rights and entitlements and all that other crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, do you like Gold Monkey? I do. Right. I do. It's a it, it's 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 a really nice Belgian ale, but it's just nine point seven ABV, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like to say that was our one and only beer before we entered the stadium, but yeah, uh, yeah whatever. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, today in baseball history, 1973, first game that Garvey, Lopes, Russell, and Say played together for the Dodgers. They were the starting infielders uh, for the Dodgers until 1981. Steve Sachs broke that group up. Uh, wow. Yeah, so the group played in four World Series, winning one title in 1981. It, it, you know, I, I guess I know, they probably do have a stat on that, but that would seem for, for an infield, um, at least modern day, I'll, I'll define the modern day to be, at least uh, 60s or later, that would have to be a record, right? Yeah, I mean, they're the. I mean, if you grew up in that era, which mo- most of us did, uh, we had to look at those guys, you know, every year and look at them at the All Star Game and all that other crap. Um, probably the the most uh, known infield since Tinkers, Evers, and Chance. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And they only played with three infielders back then, so. That's why those only tinkers never the chance. Um, here's the interesting part about those four infielders from the Dodgers is I think all but – see if I get this right. All but Ron Say. Ron Say came up as a third baseman. I think the others were like, – like Garvey was a third baseman when he came up, and I think Lopes and Russells, they both played some infield, but they were, I think they were primarily outfielders when they first came into the major leagues or through the minor league system. Yeah, and I think Russell's the only one that didn't play for another team. Right. He was the longest. He stayed the longest with the Dodgers, right? The other the other three ended up leaving at some points before him. And he, I think he might have replaced Tommy Lasorda. Because mm. I knew mm. he was a manager for a couple of years. And then that, that's when they went through that stint of, look, we've talked about this before. Dodgers had two managers in like 60 years. Then they went through six managers in 10. Wait, are, are you saying Bill Russell was a manager? I think he was. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, whilst you're looking that up, um, I know Davey Lopes had a tour with with the Brewers, um, a bad tour for like I think two seasons, two and two and change uh, seasons. Um, But I I didn't know that Bill Russell. Yeah. So he came in in '96. He took over for Lasorda, who retired in mid-season, or he got sick. and they finished second in the – they actually made the playoffs. They lost to the Braves. Uh, 97, he managed the whole year. He had, it was 88 and 74. And then 98, he got fired halfway through. He was 36 and 38, which I think is kind of hmm. – uh, and then Glenn Hoffman took over from there. And that's when they started wow. with a okay. bunch of – Good memory on your part. That's yeah. awesome. Um, 1984, Indians trade Rick Sutcliffe to the Cubs for Joe Carter. Sutcliffe goes 16-1 and for the Cubs, leading them to a division title, and wins the Cy Young for the Northsiders that year. Um, so obviously there were other players involved, but they were the two main ones. So Sutcliffe, that would be a nice little fab pickup. For, 
I was just going to mention, isn't that what everybody hopes for when they make the June and July trades is um, a Rick Sutcliffe type trade? The only other one I can think of, just off the top of my head, that had that big significance was um, C.C. Sabathia when he came over um, from the Indians to the Brewers and the Brewers picked him up. Yeah, he had a a pretty – I think Rick picked him up and Manny Ramirez had one too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty big pickup. Um, and so just a note that 84 Cubs had five former Phillies in the starting field, in the starting eight, two bench players and four pitchers. Huh. Yeah. That's kind of funny. I, I, some of that's because Dallas Green was a general manager. Can, can I take a guess? Um, eight start. Two. Oh, no. Okay. Never mind. No. Want me to tell you? I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so what, what year is this? 1984, right? Yeah. yeah. Sandberg, Boa, Trio. Uh, Sandberg, Boa, uh, Gary Matthews. Okay. Yeah, Trio wasn't on the team. Trio was okay. with the Indians probably. I think we traded him in that Von Hayes deal. Um, Sandberg, Boa, Gary Matthews, Bob Janier, and Keith Moreland. Mm, okay. Um, then they had Richie Hebner on the team. Jay Johnstone was on that team. Uh, Moon Man. Uh, and then the pitchers were uh, Dick Ruthven. Yep. And Warren Brewster. Oh, Dickie okay. Knowles. Dickie Knowles was on the team, too. Dickie Knowles, wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, coincidentally, Ron Say and Dave Lopes were on the team. Huh. Yeah, there you go. And then 2013, Albert Pujols hits his 200th homer for the Angels, becoming the sixth player to hit at least 200 homers for two different teams. You want to take a crack at a couple of these? 200 homers for two different teams. Um, The only one I would guess that I can think of would be Mark McGuire. Yeah, McGuire, A's in the cards. Yep. Um, Let me see. There's there's another. Did Ken Griffey? Ken Griffey Jr. Did he, have, did, he have, did he have 200 with the Reds? He did, yep. Okay. The only reason why I'm thinking him is because I just listened to a podcast about him. But that, that's all that kind of leaps to mind. So uh, Manny Ramirez, Indians and the Red Sox? Oh, and we just talked about it. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Fox? Jimmy Fox, okay. For the athletics and the... Um, double X. Yeah, double X for the athletics and the Red Sox. And then Rafael Palmaro. <laughs> you know, my my enduring memory of Rafael Palmero is testifying in front of Congress that I he know. didn't take steroids, pointing <laughs> yeah. at the committee so that he adamantly did not take steroids. <laughs> and then, how'd that work out for him? I think I think it was probably like two months later. Like, hey, you showed up on this list again. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, His I, career ended I, I pretty quickly it. after that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, it should have been like McGuire just kept saying, "I don't want to talk about the past. I want to talk about the future." Yeah, exactly. Saying. All right, what are you walking off with? Um, couple things. Uh, number one is, uh, you know, hopefully we can do this annually um, in terms of like a, a day game. But we had a lot of fun down at the um, um, Bush League day at Citizens Bank Park. Um, did some tailgating. It, it, it helped. It helped that there was only 16,000 people because of 
socially distancing. Um, there were some um, flower show people in the parking lot because um, I guess they moved the flower show date and location. But uh, we just had a good time. Um, um, it was it, it, it was a nice day and uh, just good to see the guys again since since the draft. Um, I think Bill had had texted and said this is the most fun he's had since since the draft. And, uh, you know, it's just nice to see things open up and people enjoying themselves at, at the stadium. Um, so, you know, we'll look forward to having another event maybe next year or maybe we get together as a league sometime later this summer um, at an outdoor beer location. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, did the, any of them talk about the podcast? Yeah, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because um, – yeah, um, they they were very they talked very favorably toward the podcast, and you know, um, believe it or not, um, they talked very favorably toward 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 you and I uh, in terms of the podcast. It kind of makes their weeks, which shows you how bad it's been during COVID that, that we're making um, their weeks. But um, it, it was good, and you know, everybody had a little bit of fun at your expense when we uh, you know saw Hector Naris coming in and then <laughs> blowing the safe. But yeah, it was it was a good time. Yeah, I guess no one was texting me for the. Two and a half hours of Zach Wheeler was pitching. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it, it was amazing, right? Because the game was flying through. I want to say we, we we entered the eighth or ninth inning, and the game was only two hours and twenty minutes. It was okay. Um, I, I think I turned to the Bob Fries and I'm like, "Hey, this was back like in the days when Steve Carlton was pitching," and I think Bob Fries said, "No, well, we would have been we would have been." Uh, uh, the game would have been over a half hour ago if Carlton was pitching, <laughs> right. which was probably true. Yeah. All right, that's good. Yeah, that's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad you were able to see those guys. Um, yeah. And the only other thing is I just want to talk about next week's podcast. Um, you're heading up to, to Niagara Falls, and um, what I'm going to try and do is just do a review and try and give um, my grades on retention, um, everybody's retention picks. So, um, you know, look forward to, uh, to doing that this week. Okay. Uh, I'm walking off with uh, this the TV streaming series versus traditional movie theaters. You know what I'm talking about where they have these, uh, you know, like um, uh, Ozark would be a, it, it's basically like a long movie, right? Even yeah. though that there's a couple series, but, yeah, you know, um, Succession is a, mm-hmm. basically like a long movie. And, and there was one on HBO called The, was called Mayor of Easttown. This is probably okay. six or seven episodes. It had really good people in it. Uh, Kate Winslet was in it. Um, yes. Yeah, there was, there's was a few, like, big actors that aren't TV actors. You know what I mean? They're movie actors. And I'm wondering if, okay. if, if because of this quarantine thing, the, you know, the past year or so, we're leaning into that instead of the traditional movie theater, they're just going to stream – like extended movies. See, if you look at that series, it's just like a long movie. Instead of trying to yeah. wrap everything up in two hours, they got six episodes to do it. They got six hours. So it's more of a story you can tell. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm liking I, this better. I, 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 certainly, I certainly like it better for the reasons that you point out. That, uh, number one, it does tell a story. You don't have to chop it up into two hours. You can, you can have... Um, eight one-hour um, episodes, um, and it you just draws you in deeper. Um, and and honestly, I, I was never a big movie person because I I thought the value for your dollar, you know, you go to a movie, um, what you spend twelve bucks, fifteen bucks before any kind of snacks, 
for two hours, probably an hour 45 if you exclude the trailers that they have. Um, right. But, but here's, here's the part that makes me laugh, right? You just talked about the mayor of Easttown, right? And, and, and I want to see it. Um, but I don't want to pay for even a month's worth of, of HBO, right? Cause that will cost what? $14. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. And that would be for a month. But yet I would go to previously I would go to a movie yeah. and spend fourteen dollars for one hour. So it doesn't make any sense. The fourteen dollars a piece you would spend. A piece. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So are, are you done with movies out, out in the theater? Um, you done I, with that? Christine, I, that used to be a thing that we did because uh, you know even when I was active duty, I had off every other Monday, so we would go like Sunday night and go to a movie. It's just it's kind of relaxing. It is you know you see a good story and. Um, yeah, we'd get popcorn and a soda and stuff like that. But now that after we were kind of forced, that forced change came upon us. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm liking the the TV streaming movie series type thing. I'm I'm I'm, I'm I like it better. And the only thing okay. we got to figure out is the price point, like you had just mentioned. Like yeah. they're not giving movies away. I think they turn the other cheek in the the past year and. And I saw an advertisement for a movie, and it said coming out in theaters or to HBO and to HBO Max. So okay. the I think the movie industry is kind of getting a feel of all right, what do we do here, and what is the price point now? You oh you right you're right because you know they're not going to leave any money on the table. No, and and your family like mine, uh, you have adult children, and we all we all buy one of the streaming things and we share it passwords. Um, I would never do that. That would be illegal. Well, it's not illegal. Okay. It's not illegal. All right. Well, they're not, yeah. I'm not going to admit to it on the air. Yeah. It's it's not illegal. You can do it. Hey, you know what? You just reminded me. You just reminded me of um, one of the things that we did miss at the um, our day at Citizen Bank Park was, was you. And we were speculating because we, we said, well, why, why didn't he? Um, why didn't he make it down here? We we thought that you would certainly be down there. Do you, do you want to provide an explanation to the listeners? I was working. Okay, all right. Yeah. But you have like what every Monday off and yes, and, and holidays and every month it ends in an R and you know past two days past the full moon or something like that. So you is, know, that, is that the schedule? Yeah, uh, and actually July Fourth is on a Sunday this year, but. The government celebrates it on Monday, which is my day off, so I can't get ripped off the holiday, so I also get Friday. <laughs> it's a pretty good game. Uh, <laughs> smoke them if you got them. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good gig, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just jealous. <laughs> I, go, I go in once a week. I went in the first time last week. Yeah? What well, was it like being in an office? Well, it was like being in the first day of school. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't know anyone, pers- you know, I know him over the phone. And did I- anybody sit with you at lunch, or did you eat by yourself? No, me and my buddy Eloy. Okay. Yeah, well, we, it's just a bunch of cubicles. All right. Yeah. yeah it's just, nice. Yeah, yeah, so it was nice. So every Tuesday I go in now. All right, well, we expect you to show up at the next event. How's that? Yeah, I will. You know, some of it's, okay. some of it's me, and I, and I, I mean, I shouldn't say. Like, it, don't take this personally, all right? So let me just clarify that. But I think, okay. like, man, I got to drive to Philly in the day. Then I got to drive back. It's like an hour and 25 minutes. And that's what goes through my head. 
Yeah, honestly, um, we, we got down there um, using Waze. Bob, uh, Bob Freeze uh, drove with me. Um, it was fairly getting. It was fairly easy getting down there, but it took us in ninety minutes to get back to my house. Yeah. Something like that. An hour, you know, hour and forty, and it's normally, you know, without traffic, a fifty-minute drive, fifty-five minutes. So yes, I do get that. Yeah, but so, yeah. the tailgating and the and and the golden monkey made it worth it. The golden monkey experience. The Golden Monkey Experience. I apologize. That's right. <laughs> All right. So you're, you're heading up to Niagara Falls. Um, travel safe. And we're going to talk to you from uh, from the falls next week, right? And you know what the – yep, slowly I turn. Are you, <laughs> you're not going to be on the Made of the Mist, are you, while the podcast is going on, are you? No, not while the podcast. But that's one of the things we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I've never been there. So. All right, Chief. Stay yeah. safe. Travel right. safe. You too. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye.